Perfectly. I'm going to record. Okay, recording's going. Do you guys see All recording right. on your end? Yep. All right, do you, everybody. Do you, um, sorry, do you uh, have it set to split like the audio and stuff for you? It should, yeah. Okay. All right, let's see how this goes. You guys ready? Yep. All right. Uh, I'm going to just make sure it's coming up on Facebook here. It's setting up the meeting right now. Hey, sure. Thank you. I just want to see. Slide in a little bit towards me. Oh, wow. Like a little further off. Oh, we're live. Are we live? Do you see it? Yeah, we are. I'm just waiting for it to pop up on my screen here. What, do you want to keep it like that or do you want to put him? I don't care. I guess we just keep it like this. Can't see where I'm going with my hand. All right, yeah, we're we are on. <laughs> what should I do with, what should I do with my on. hand? Should I keep them up here? It's like this the whole time. <laughs> I don't know if it'll take me serious. <laughs> All right, my dudes, are you ready to do this? Yes, we are. Ladies and gentlemen of the Facebook world, welcome to Coffee with a Personal Trainer, episode 13. This is awesome. It's 13 now and we're getting it going again. We had Steph Grace on last time. We have these two wonderful individuals on here this time. And I also have an occupational therapist coming next month. So there's a lot of things to look forward to. Today, I am joined by co-owners, partial owners of Ampersand, Ampersand Integrative Wellness, Jesse and Stefano. Good morning, guys. Morning. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Glad to have you. Um, these guys are awesome. We do a lot of cool stuff together. If you look back through YouTube and Facebook feeds at the beginning of COVID, we have done a few things together and just great guys to hang out with and have a good conversation with. Get your coffee and let's dive right in. All right, Jesse, so you looked into this a little bit with some of the nutritionists over at Ampersand, but we're going to start off with a question which came from, from one of my good friends who I also used to play in a band with. Uh, he wants to know testosterone levels for men and how low and normal levels affect muscle growth. And also, how can he improve his testosterone levels? Well, I talked to our nutritionist who works, uh, who's another owner here at Ampersand. And um, she, she really likes to make things clear about when when to increase and, and when to not increase. And basically just like fitness is a one size, isn't a one size fits all approach. Um, there are herbs and supplements that she can use or that you can use uh, to help with your testosterone, testosterone conversion. And then also and um, boosting uh, production of healthy testosterone, but it's all based on testing and uh, where your body is. Like just because you're low on testosterone, that, that might mean other things as well. Maybe it's directly related with your uh, estrogen. And, and so um, the only way to really know whether you should raise it and how to raise it is by getting testing done and finding out what is caused, if your testosterone is higher or low and what is causing that to happen. Um, but she was telling me that uh, the things that will help with that is increasing uh, in, uh, helping with testosterone production, is increasing lean muscle mass, avoiding refined carbs and sugars, keeping alcohol intake low, um, insulin resist, uh, resistance lowers testosterone. So things like eating the standard American diet, uh, added sugar, sugar, sweetened beverages, you know, alcohol, those are all things that will lower your testosterone. Um, also minimizing exposure to chemical toxins, pesticides, uh, different types of endocrine disruptors that's in plastic is super important to avoid. Trying to choose organic, organic chemical-free foods and natural products, drinking out of steel or glass containers and bottles. And there's a lot of other things that you can do that help with, uh, yeah, exactly, not letting uh, artificial things go into your body. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's a really good answer. And I've also you know, done a lot of research. You can find research in both directions, but um, for men in particular, soy tends to have an estrogenic effect. So that's something mm -hmm. you want to be at least careful of the sources that you're consuming. Um, Jesse said plastic. Um, beyond just your drinking vessels, make sure you're, you're looking at what you're microwaving. Um, 
So if the you are getting if you are getting those meals that are in plastic containers, at least dump them out of the plastic containers before you eat them. At least That's you'll smart. minimize your risk factor. And if you're meal prepping and you're using plastic containers, at least let the food semi cool in the skillets before you move it into the plastic. Um, additionally, putting on that muscle mass, the best way to do that is lifting weights and dealing with a little bit of a calorie surplus. Having sex that boosts your testosterone. That's something to keep in mind too. Um, and this, the quality of your food, as you said, you know, organic, um, just trying to know where your food's coming from. And if you're in an area where there's a lot of farms, you know, the, the distance it travels from the plant to you is the distance between the high quality nutrients and less nutrients. So every day it comes off that plant. I believe you're losing three to 7% of the, the micronutrients, the vitamins, the minerals. So mm. all of that to be said Get yourself tested and kind of go from there. Stefano, do you have anything additional to add to that? Oh, before, can I jump in real quick again? <laughs> I just had two things to say about what you said. Sorry. I, if I don't say it now, I'll forget. <laughs> It'll be lost information. You sound like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> now, Stefano. You... <laughs> um, the soy, I know um, if you're a, even a female and you have, let's say, a genetic predis a predisposition to have breast cancer or... If you have some of those factors, soy can also increase your risk. Um, so it's it's not even totally you know safe for all women as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I already forgot the second thing I was going to say. So go ahead, Stefano. But I just feel like a jerk because the first thing I was going to say was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say to be clear to everyone, when Mike said dump the food, dump it on a plate. Don't dump it in the trash. <laughs> Yeah, and the um, second thing that was serious, I don't remember. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I had something else I wanted to say about this, too, because um, it's important to know. Uh, this guy, I believe, is in his mid-40s, maybe late 40s. I'm not actually sure. Um, but when you hit about 40 as a man, like your testosterone starts to drastically decrease. Mm -hmm. And then your estrogen actually starts coming up. Women are actually the opposite. When they hit about 45, their testosterone starts to rise and their estrogen actually comes down. So something to remember there is um, it's kind of an interesting thing, but there's a lot you can talk about with that. But it's one of those things where you're going to be fighting an uphill battle once you hit 40 in terms of testosterone. So you want to be doing everything you can to optimize. Mm -hmm. All right. So I tried, we, we got a few questions to answer here. So I also wanted to just talk about you know, some business related things. So I figured we'll split them one question with one um, promotional type of thing. So you guys opened your business like right before COVID. So it was, it was an interesting type of situation there. Um, so there's a few questions built into this, but I'll just spit them out and then you guys can go from there. So what was eye opening about opening your business? How did that idea come up? Why did you start your business? And what are you guys planning in the future? Just tell us what's going on over there at Ampersand. I'm going to let Jesse take that one away to start. What was the first part of that question? I was so going to say, was, just repeat that one more time, because there's a couple of things in there I want him to touch on first. So let's just start with what was eye-opening about starting your business, and why did you start your business? Um, I'll start with the why first, and then we'll, I'll talk about what was eye-opening. The why for me was... I learned at a young age in high school, I, I painted houses and that was my first real job. And I did it for a few years and, and I worked for someone obviously. And, and I just remember trying to grow within that company and grow as a professional. And, and I've always been about growth and it wasn't always money driven. It was more, you know, type of pride thing. Um, and I remember my growth being stunted by my employer, uh, not letting me or trusting me to do those things. So in a very short amount of time, and you know, before I even graduated high school, I just opened my own house painting business and started doing it myself. And, uh, you know, since then I've been really, it's been hard for me to work for someone because I've realized how much freedom you have when you work for yourself and how much control, creative control, especially that you have. And, and at the end of the day, like it's all on you, which sounds good and bad, but when, when you're really, concerned with growth, I, I thought it was an excellent thing. So um, same thing, same thing with this, like, 
it's, it's great training at a place when you don't have to make all the decisions, but at the same time, it does affect your creative control and, and your growth as, as a professional and how you want to grow in, especially when you're talking about training for 40, 50 years or whatever it is. So opening up this place was, was needed um, in order to do the things that I want to do ultimately in this industry. Um, that was my why. And uh, really what's been eye-opening the most for me is, you know, I, I, this is my third LLC that, um, that I've been an owner to. And uh, it's just amazing how in this, in, especially in this business, Ampersand, how much stuff that we have to do outside of our industry. So training is the easy part now. We both have great experience and, and uh, love doing what we do, do and the passion really helps us. But, you know, all the marketing, all the business plans, all the, you know, liabilities and, and legalities and, and all those things that go along with it, all, all the ways that we could grow, all the ways that we want to grow. And, and there's just so many other questions that are associated mm-hmm. with this business that have nothing, you know, nothing directly related to personal training, for instance. Um, so it's just amazing to be part of that with such a great team. Like I'm so thankful we have six owners because we have six minds thinking about every question and uh, we usually get pretty in depth with these things. And, and uh, there's not usually too many stones left unturned because there's so many people looking at every everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just going off of that, I mean, there are, and again, like not to make everything sound like it's perfect, like there's a lot of pros and cons to that. Like there's six people making decisions and we have to work together on that. Um, but again, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that for anything. Like, you know, there's sometimes, you know, and I'm sure a lot of other like business owners out there, like anybody that's watching, like can understand, like when they're a part of it, sorry, I just punched Jesse by accident. Um, When we're, when you're a part of a team, you know, there's a lot of different ideas. There's a lot of different opinions. There's a lot of different things. And again, we're all in different industries. So there's a lot of different frames of reference going on. So sometimes it can be like overwhelming or frustrating trying to make a decision, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Like there's so many ideas that let's say if I don't personally agree with something and somebody brought something up, it gives me the opportunity now to say, Oh, like from that person's point of view or perspective, like this is what's going on in their world. Now, how can we take that into consideration and again, meld it all together. And this is what we got. Yeah. And uh, you know, working with some of these other professionals in other industries, it's, it's eye-opening even for our own industries, like training people. You know, I've done it myself this whole time, basically working with clients one-on-one. And, and uh, now when I have questions that are outside of my scope, I can go to these professionals and get their opinion. And it changes me forever. Like it, it, it gives me that confidence in dealing with that issue in the future of what mm-hmm. I should say and, and where I should direct people to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think all that's great. Very important because I have a guy from our small business group, mastermind group right now, who is actually the like the yin to my yang type of thing. He always looks at the opposite of of what I'm thinking. Like he always challenges me the exact opposite of what I'm thinking to say, well, did you think about this? And I think that's really important. I actually had an interview with a girl from Towson University right before this. Um, she was interviewing me for a class and I'm talking to her about maybe doing some social media work for me and things like that. Um, but I was just telling her it's all about perspective. And the more people you have in your circle that you can bounce ideas off of, the better. Um, then you can kind of, as I said to her, take the things that work, keep them in your heart, put them in your mind. And the things that don't work, you throw them out in left field like yesterday's baseballs. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where you move forward that way. Um, what are you guys planning in the future? And how do you think things are going to progress here in the next couple of years now that you're finally back into the swing of things? I'll kick it off because I know I'm going to have a very broad general answer and I think Jesse can get more specific. I know we have, we have there's a ton of ideas that are floating around. Um, I know like in a you know perfect world, nothing, you know, nothing really, if you didn't have to think about anything else, like we definitely... And, and we're pretty on track to do it, but, you know, being able to open up like a second location and a third location in other counties that may need something like an integrative wellness center to one, ultimately really help educate. Like we're not here to tell people what to do or how to do it or what you should be doing. It's, hey, this is where you're at on your fitness, or not fitness, your overall health and wellness journey. And this is where you want to go. 
let's, you know, be kind of like the journeymen or women with you on that journey and you guide us, but we'll help, we'll help direct and educate and kind of let you take that path yourself. Um, but as far as stuff in the works, I mean, you know, having another location, being able to have um, an online, like I know we're working on different things as far as like a deeper integration um, service and being able to even offer like an online service. So if somebody isn't here or somebody would like to get some form of integrative services, how can we make that online? Um, Cause you know, there are some services that are really hard to do online, like massage therapy, like they can't put their fingers on you through the computer or your phone. <laughs> um, yeah. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> VR massage. <laughs> so we, uh, we took two years to plan ampersand before we even started to actually have a building and, and really put things together. Like we've just been planning for two years and, and that was just for this business. It wasn't for the future. It wasn't for anything like that. And that was before I even came on. Yeah. It was yeah. at the very beginning. Um, and then, so now we've, uh, we've kind of, uh, employed or hired or, or however you want to say it, one of my clients who is a very experienced business manager of sorts. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names, but he's awesome. Um, and he is going to start interviewing all of us, all the owners, and, and just kind of see what we all want, what we all want in the future. And, and then he can kind of help direct us to find out where we need, where we all want to go as a group, and then how to get there. Like, I think it's so open-ended right now because we haven't really spoke about franchising or opening up new locations. What a new location even looks like. Are we going to offer the same services? Are we going to offer different services? Are we opening one in one county and, you know, not more than one? There's just so many questions. So having, having the right people in place to help us with this growth and, and these decisions is, is kind of where we're at right now. We're, we're just still playing with the growth and, and how we want to grow. Yeah, I would say the definites for right now, I know like we have a lot of open-ended. The definites for right now, we still have about two rooms, I believe, left for practitioners to still come on board. Mm -hmm. um, we have someone coming on now and we still have two more rooms left. Um, just brought, like just revamped PT and that's going pretty strong. So filling out those two rooms, getting two more practitioners in. Um, and really also like if anybody's watching and you are from Berks County, really trying to figure out what would complement our services very well and what our community in Berks County needs. Um, because again, we put a lot of thought into who comes in and out of here um, that we don't want to bring in a service or a practitioner that not to say it's not needed or like to belittle that service, but what what is something that so many have been longing for or need or something that can really complement our services to really just help the community. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, perfect. And you guys definitely do a good job with the whole, the holistic approach of mind, body, spirit. And I think that's what separates you guys and, and even my business, but it's like, we're all about, you know, perpetual improvement of everything, not just fitness. And that's the big thing we got to get clear on here today is like the three people that you're seeing on your screen are the people that are trying to take care of your entire self, your entire life. We're not just worried about you being able to curl 50 pounds, your bench press 300 pounds. We literally want you to succeed and exceed your own expectations of your life and what's possible. Um, let's get back into a couple more questions here. Um, Mike, I wanted to throw one in there, not yeah. to throw a monkey wrench in here. Um, so I did get a question online, um, and I, it popped into my head as soon as you said you hopped off that interview from Townsend, like with another student, um, I did get a question. What's it like to have interns? And I know we share one of the interns. I have another, we have another one here. Um, but I wanted to ask you that as far as starting that off. So the question was, what's it like to have interns? So it's an interesting thing. Um, it's as much or as little work as you want it to be. Um, but it's also one of those things where it's like me as the professional, my goal is to expose them to as many things as possible. So the intern that we share, I really don't have a whole lot for her to do on a daily basis. So I was trying to show her my side of things. And then I, I set her up with Jesse and Stefano and they're showing her their side of things. And the cool thing about internships is, you know, they can lead to opportunities, they can lead to networking possibilities, they can lead to connections, um, because now you're exposing yourself to their network as well. Um, so I've had a few over the years, and, you know, 
I'm never closing that door. I just, sometimes I don't have enough time to devote to them, which is why I really made it a point to set them up with other professionals in the area as well. That way together we can all, you know, nurture them and help them learn everything that they want to. Um, so yeah, if you're listening to this, you have any interest in that stuff, reach out to us. Yeah. I feel like, uh, our interns that we have are, are, are very lucky in the fact that, um, you know, nine out of 10 trainers don't train full time. They're working with full-time trainers and, and past that, not in the typical atmosphere that you normally see. Um, so I think having this experience is, is unique for these interns because they're, they're not getting the basics of, you know, what training life is typically like. Um, so, but at the same time, I've also wished that they would get that experience as well so they could see the other side of that coin. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, that's a huge advantage. Yeah. And I, I just want to touch on something that Mike said, like when he was saying like, you know, I don't typically have a lot of time or things to devote. And that's, that's huge for him to say that because um, <clears throat> when we have interns, like we take a lot of pride in that. And I know Mike does as well. Like we're not bringing in interns to just say, Hey, watch us train, you know, go get me a coffee, wipe down this equipment. It's when you could, we actually sat down and we got feedback from the intern we just brought in collectively um, and, and created like a syllabus or a curriculum. These are the things that we want to teach you, but also what do you want to learn? Like, what do you want to get out of this experience? And then we'll create even when you're not here, we can create side projects for you to do. One, it's going to help you learn and gain experience. Two, you're also helping our business. And three, it's not like this one way relationship. Like, we like we are gaining something, but we're also offering a lot of experience and time and and knowledge and and like Jesse mentioned, like there is that little that that only little caveat that I think that is there is you know not being able to see the typical trainer experience. But the flip side of that is I and I know Jesse does and I know Mike does and I don't want to speak for you guys if I'm wrong. You can cut me off, but um, just like, I know we have this passion of wanting to be able to educate and change the industry and just expose trainers or up and coming trainers, not to say that we want to train them, but to be able to educate in a way that there is so much more to training than like Mike joked around with earlier, like just doing a bicep curl. There's so many other factors. Um, that's honestly why we started Ampersand. Like we can do a lot of the physical stuff. We can touch on the mental aspect. We can touch on the spiritual side. We can touch on nutrition, but we are not the experts in that field. Um, Mike does a phenomenal job with that. But even with Mike, like it's something I applaud him for. He knows when to reach out and when to extend a hand. Like, hey, I'm working with this person and like I've done X, Y, and Z. Can you help me like, you know, with this other, like I'm, you know, I need, I need help kind of figuring out what's the next step. Like we're all, we're not so much stuck in our own ways. We're always open to like reaching out and discuss this, that specific topic with another professional so we can best like give the best quality value care for each client that we have. Yeah, and like our field is so unregulated, right? We don't, we don't need licensing. We don't have OSHA coming by and seeing if we're safe. We don't have any type of regulation really. Um, now they're going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it, but maybe, <laughs> um, but yeah, so for them to, for the interns to, um, kind of see, I don't know where I was going with this now. Um, how we commingle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got distracted there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If it comes back, I'll, I'll mention something. All right, Mike, go on with the chlorophyll. Go on with the chlorophyll. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's something uh, coming out of the pipes back there that's getting you guys uh, jazzed up over there, <laughs> losing train of thought. I'm just uh, just just a little bit of fitting. You know? Yeah. Well, I got on here and I was like, I was like, oh man, I think I overdid the coffee this morning. I'm like, I'm just fired up and ready to go here. Um, oh, I remember what I was gonna say. Sorry. Okay. Just real All right. <laughs> so, um, no, I forgot again. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so because it's so unregulated, uh, I just I feel like. Um, training can be a lot like when we went through training we saw a lot of things that we didn't like a lot of things that didn't serve us a lot of things that we didn't even learn so to be the change that we want to see in the world and to start with a younger generation 
and to start changing the industry, like you guys said, like this is really important. It's always been important for me to reach as many people as I can, to expand my reach as a trainer as far as I can, which is you know great for an intern. You're training an intern and look how many people they're gonna influence the rest of their life if they stay in the industry. And same thing with online training, like you can influence a lot of people that way and, and help a lot of people. Yeah, look that, what you guys did with me. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that's, you're, you're the example I use quite a bit um, and one of my other clients, but it's um, just the people that are willing to absorb the information. I mean, those are the people that we're going to spend a little bit more time on. Like, you know, if, if I'm already putting in a 50, 60 hour week, the last thing I'm going to do is spend five hours with somebody who doesn't care, somebody who's not actually trying to learn and absorb the information I'm giving them. So, you know, that's another thing too. It's like, it's a two-way street and it's like that whole art of collaboration um, and, and working together to get where you want to go in life and in business. And that goes from the interns to the businesses to everything beyond that. All right. So this one's kind of a general question. I think we can answer it pretty quick, but I'm going to shoot it to Stefano. What is the best approach to staying in shape this winter, uh, not knowing what the situation is going to be, whether people are going to be able to continue going to the gym the entire winter whether they're going to have to work out from home, whether they're in a climate where they can actually work, work out outdoors, you know, not knowing what's going to happen in the next few months here. What do you think the best approach to staying in shape is? <laughs> Jesse heard Jesse there. Um, <laughs> I would say without getting too specific and redundant, start now look at if the if gyms do close down and you're used to working out in a gym or you're used to training with equipment or you know a lot of the modalities that are at a gym that you don't have at home start working on that now swap out a couple exercises that you normally do at the gym start practicing bodyweight exercises start practicing at home okay if i don't have dumbbells what can i use around my house that can act as resistance um you know maybe i can go online now while i can before you know during COVID and quarantine, like so much fitness equipment was just sold out across the board and things are slowly coming back, but now it's super overpriced. Um, but find, you know, what can I get now just to be prepared? And even if we don't shut down again, and you have the equipment, you know you're always prepared if you can now. Um, and if you do have any questions or what to do, honestly, like you can go on YouTube and say like, you know, body weight exercises for X, Y, or Z. Or you're more than welcome to reach out to one of us and we're more than willing to help you. Um, but get prepared now, look up different forms of exercises to swap out for what you normally do at the gym. And you can build off the current routine that you have. Um, and I know Mike preaches this a lot and I do too, just think of consistency. There's so many people I know, and sometimes myself included, when the weather gets really cold and you can't go outside and it gets really dark all day long, sometimes the last thing you have is motivation to work out. Um, just remember to be consistent. And even if you don't get your typical five, six days a week in, just remember to do something. If it's one day a week, two days a week, three days a week, wherever you're at, Meet yourself there and then build off of that. Don't beat yourself up because you can't do six, seven days a week of training or high intensity training every single day, which I don't recommend anyway. Um, but meet yourself where you're at and start preparing now. Yeah, I think Stefano hit the nail on the head. Uh, have a plan B. Like if you have a, a routine that you do now, start thinking about exercises that the same exercises you're doing that you like, that you want to do, thinking of ways that you can do that without the equipment. I always use, well, before I talk about that, we, when we moved into this space where we're at, we knew space was limited, but we also both knew that we didn't need a lot of equipment to do what we like to do because um, my favorite example is a gymnast. Uh, gymnasts are the epitome of fitness. They're strong, they're stable, they're mobile, they're basically everything you'd want to be, and they don't lift weights. They lift their body weight in different ways. Now, they're able to lift all their body weights with small muscle groups, uh, which you and I and you know, we'll probably never be able to do or want to do, but that doesn't mean that you can't use those exercises in a modified way to start building muscle and, and achieving your fitness goals. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That, that yeah. actually leads to another point because I've been I've been getting a lot of questions um, from clients and other business owners. Um, just they think that things are going to happen again and we're going to end up getting shut down. You know, the numbers are skyrocketing again. I think it's mostly because of more testing, but the virus is still a very viable thing. Um, what will formal fitness training and ampersand do to prepare for another shutdown? And what did we learn from the last time? I'll just kick it off by saying I learned from the last time that my business has changed forever. Um, I realized how much time I was wasting going between different gyms and different too many houses and things like that. I was driving 14 hours a week. And then like my workouts were taking two hours because I was talking to people. And so, I mean, I was literally spending 20 hours a week that I got back since, you know, I switched to mostly virtual. Um, you guys have your own facilities, so you don't, you just drive there. And once you're there, you can stay the entire day. So you don't have to deal with that. Um, but that's what I learned. I learned that for me, my clients are getting actual better results because there's no distractions when I'm working one-on-one -on -one with them. You guys have your own space, so there's no distractions. Um, so for me, my business has changed forever. I'm ready. Um, I'm willing to help anybody who's out there floundering that doesn't have a gym to go to. Um, and I have groups available for people that don't have, you know, the budget to work with me one-on-one -on -one and things like that. So I do have a lot of options available. And just this $20 book can make a big change for people. Um, but what are you guys doing to prepare or are you completely prepared? Um, I think the biggest thing that we're doing that we talked about earlier is, and we can go into more detail, is, is building uh, an online training platform. We have a great idea of, of what we want to do, um, but it's the implementation of doing it that's going to take some time. So we want to have quality training online that people can access at different tiers uh, to meet their needs. And um, no, I think a lot of our clients like Stefan and I, and I know you, Mike, as well, because I've seen you train, like us for our passion, but how in-depth in we get with these things and, and that type of quality is, uh, is needed. Like when I see fitness programming on, I'm not going to name drop anybody, but some of the larger companies, like it's a generalized workout made for the masses. It's not specifically for you. So to come up with a, I guess just a higher quality, more tailored approach to online training for people is, is kind of where we're headed. Um, not to say that we're not going to do in-person training anymore, but we want to tap into both markets. And, and again, like we said earlier, we want to extend our reach as trainers as far as we can. And uh, the online training is, is limitless. You can grow that as much as, as much as you can. I mean, there's no limit to that. I know for myself personally, and, um, like Mike, like you mentioned already, like you did a great job transitioning from in-person to online. Really good. And I mean, even just watching you online, like all of that time back, like you're using it. You're like, I've never seen someone go from like the crazy hectic, again, typical gym trainer going from multiple locations, just driving around to, okay, I got all this time back. And instead of sitting on your couch, watching Netflix, you took that time and you work out every day consistently. You walk, you meditate you listen to podcasts, you read books, you not business. saying again that everybody has to do this, but you took that time and we're like, okay, now that I have this back, what can I do with it? Like everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. What am I going to do with all of the hours I got back for the week? Um, I just want to say you did a great job with that. Um, but one thing that I did, and I kind of learned this little piece from you is to now with like, let's say, you know, let's say if we do shut down again, you know, I, know, I have a couple online clients, but what happens to the rest of my business? Um, to be able to offer my clients the opportunity to, again, like I mentioned before, to get prepared. So let's try a virtual session. Let's, you know, let's do like a half an hour virtual session online. Um, we can either use it in place of a session or it can be an additional session, whatever that is. Let's give it a shot. So when the time comes, you're comfortable with it or, you know, ahead of time, hey, I really like this and I can do it. Or I can't like I just like, you know, there are some people out there just like I can't do the virtual. I just don't like it. I can't get into it. Um, but to give people the opportunity to do it ahead of time and, and create a smooth transition versus, OK, we shut down yesterday and today. This is what we're doing. But nobody has any idea of what to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And 
what what Jesse, I'm I'm doing what you guys are doing. I'm forgetting what I was going to say. Um, but when what Jesse was saying about the uh, the cookie cutter programs that are out there and and why um, online trading is so important. Oh yeah, it's because for me, um, I've reactivated a lot of clients it, during this time. Clients that haven't worked with me since I worked at a large gym in Why Missing, um, a, cor- a, a chain gym in Why Missing, um, and it was one of those things where they thought the group training sessions were going to just be like a beach body program. They thought they were going to come in, they were going to get smoked and they were going to leave. And then they're looking at my price points and they're like, ah, this is a little expensive for that type of program. Let me tell you guys, like what you said about specificity and, and making sure it's, it's unique to the person tailored. Um, these people, every single one, I have six consistent people in my flexibility group and I have six to eight consistent people in my semi-private personal training group. And they're paying premiums to be in there. I have not had one person after doing one class, not message me immediately after that class and said, thank you so much for encouraging me to do this. This is like no group training I've ever done before. And I feel so much better. It's a great stress reliever. And I like the fact that I can interact with people all across the United States. And like, it's, it's special. And like people are willing to try things like that, but you, they just got to try it. So like what you said, Stefano, about people not wanting to do virtual, that's a cop out. That's like saying, I don't want to eat my vegetables. Like if you knew what the vegetables are going to do for you and make you feel good and how how better your life would be if you started eating vegetables, you'd probably start eating the vegetables, but you got to actually try it. So that's why I'm doing something I've never done in my entire life because I think it, it, it undervalues my service. But anybody who wants to, I give a free session. I say, come join one of my groups. It's completely free. And you know what? Seven people have tried it. Six people have signed up the very next day. And it's so now I'm realizing that's not devaluing my services. That's giving people something that they're unwilling to pay because they don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's such a big thing. Spending your reach again. Yeah. And that's a great tip just to throw out to other like entrepreneurs or business owners out there if you're watching or people that have any ideas of trying something new. Doing something, and again, it's not something you have to do forever. But like offering like, you know, a little bit of your time or offering like a free service or even helping somebody out with an issue that they're having. Not everything has to have a monetary return immediately. Um, Like giving someone the opportunity to just test it out. Like that could have been a person that they were right on the fence. They were doubting it. They really don't know. Then they tried it like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Like Mike was right. Like I really like this. That you know, you could be missing out on an opportunity to work with someone. Um, And it doesn't, I'm not saying like bend over backwards and force somebody to take your service. Um, Gotcha. Um, Not force someone to bend over backwards to like take your service, but it's, you know, give them that opportunity to just try it and you might have a lifelong relationship. You never know. Yeah, that and uh, especially because like, let's say you give someone a free session and it changes their life and they love it. They're going to go tell eight of their friends. And, mm-hmm. and now you just made up that free session tenfold. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go? Yeah. There's people doing like tree cutting and stuff outside. Ah, yeah. okay. So we can keep talking. For the next question. You're taking over his job. Just wait. Just read it to yourself. I learned from the first shutdown that it's, uh, it's a crazy world and, and that training, uh, like, I, I feel like I don't take my job for granted anymore. Like, mm-hmm. every day I come in here now, I'm, like, so thankful that I can even come into this building and train someone. Mm-hmm. I feel very lucky that way. And, and uh, I know I just want to work as hard as I can to grow it and to make sure that nothing ever limits me again or if mm-hmm. it does that I, you know, can work around it. Yeah, that, I think that was the biggest eye opener with the quarantine too. Is you know we are like we work in person and we love those relationships, but also like for a while I've been wanting to work online. I've been wanting to do virtual stuff and online training, but you know it it took you know the situation that's happened to almost give me the biggest kick in the ass to like you know you got to do this, and if you don't do it, you're gonna fail. And then when we reopen. You're not going to be there. Yeah. So just taking that step to get that, it gave me that next step to, all right, let's try online training, get it going. 
And then now I can build off of it versus before it was like, oh, here's this great idea that I want to do, but I wasn't going anywhere with yeah. it. That's why I always say things are neither good nor bad. They just are mm -hmm. teaching moments, mm -hmm. whether it's teaching you something from a negative or a positive, it's still teaching. Yeah. Not to divert too far, but Sorry. you know, we've all had injuries and injuries aren't good, but injuries have taught us, you know, we can understand what our clients are going through when they're going through certain injuries, even if they're not the same exact ones that we've had. We know what it's like to one get hurt to then you you know for a little bit you kind of flutter around and you're confused like how do i treat this what do i do who do i talk to going through that process of confusion going through the treatment kind of what you feel through there um you know then even for some like the lack in strength the weight gain all of that stuff because you're not able to do what you normally do and then bouncing back from that and you know being able to modify and a lot of the stuff that all of us do is a lot of preventative work so we've gotten Yes, it's a negative situation, but we've gotten so much positive and learning opportunities out of it. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to step away there. I was getting a 100-foot ash tree taken down today. They just finished up the work, so I had to give them their money. Um, right. Jesse almost moved on to the next question. I was like, let's not take over his job. <laughs> <laughs> well, you actually kind of were talking about it, um, like, because I had a guy ask me. Uh, he's a teacher from I, back in Fleetwood, but um, – he has general lower back pain, but he's also had some degenerative disc issues as well. Um, and he was trying to f look towards his, what's his best approach to finding relief. I mean, he's seen a bunch of doctors and things like that, and he's in chronic pain and things like that. And, you know, my general recommendation was, you know, do what you can and what doesn't hurt too much. You know, it's kind of a fine line. It's like, you got to go back to that perceived exertion scale, like on a one to 10, it's like, you know, and, and combine that with a pain scale, you know, perceived exertion, what is it? Perceived pain scale. Uh, Rate of perceived exertion. Yeah, but what's what's the other one? It's something with how much discomfort you're in. I guess just the oh. pain scale. Yeah, yeah. Pain scale. With the, I always remember like from the hospital with the smiley faces. The yes. Yeah. So it's, it's like stay in that three to five, you know, maybe touch six, whatever, but like don't go seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, that's kind of just a general recommendation I gave him. I know Jesse and I both have, you know, major lower back issues, um, throughout the years. Uh, you have spino bifida. Spina bifida and three levels of ruptured discs. Yeah. And I have L3 and L4 spondylolysis. Stefano, I don't know if you have any lower back pain. Yeah. I mean, I've dealt with that like since high school, like I've had, like, I mean, I have like a spondylolisthesis, so, like I have an even more like lordotic curve, like in my back. So like you have a general curve and mine's even more pronounced. I also have like, what that means is like, I also have a couple vertebrae that are shifting forward. So for me, you can't really shift it backwards, but through, you know, like certain modalities of training and working with other professionals, especially like, like I started working with like chiropractic care, shout out to core health. Um, and that was something that, so Dr. Jason, that was something he really helped me understand is that, you know, this isn't something that you can just like completely make it go away, but what you're working on now for the rest of your life is like preventative maintenance. How can we not make this worse? Get to a place where you're comfortable and you're not in, you know, you're not in that seven to 10 range of pain every single day when you wake up, you don't even want to roll out of bed. How can we make this better to a point where you're good and you can manage your life and you can do your activities every day? and just keep preventing it from getting worse. Um, and I think that's a huge thing to touch on. Um, but yeah, anyway, with that, so I have this spondylolisthesis, like I have those just shifting forward. I also have like, you know, I'm only 26, but I do have compression in my back. A lot of, a lot of high contact sports. I did football, wrestling, and lacrosse. Um, so I have like, you know, mini fractures in my vertebrae. And, you know, I have like a, it's called a pars fracture, like this huge <laughs> little fracture, like in, one of my sacral vertebrae, but um, it's all healed and I've been working on it. And um, biggest thing for me to say on all of that is don't be afraid to reach out to someone else for help. If, you're, if you've been trying stuff and it's not working or you don't know where to go, just ask someone, even if it's the wrong person, at least it's a stepping stone and just get that process started. Um, None of us are going to turn you away. None of us are going to say, hey, like, we can't help you with that. Um, and if we don't know what to do, we know we have someone like in a network, either internally or externally to refer you to that can can help you work on that.
yeah, and, you know, low back pain isn't the same for everybody. What causes mm-hmm. one person low back pain may not cause another person low back pain. Mm-hmm. So to research what's going on with your body specifically, getting that imaging done, um, you know, talking with the doctor, talking with a orthopedic specialist and, and physical therapist and actually understanding what's going on with your body is, is the first step. I remember in my early 20s, my back got so bad I couldn't stand up straight. Like a good day for me was a day where I didn't cry. And uh, I remember changing my whole life. Like I sold a bunch of my stuff so I'd have rent for a year and just studied and, and, and started teaching myself all the stuff that I was learning. And, and I made my, my back a lot better. I did a lot of the things that other professionals couldn't have done because they didn't have that type of time or uh, concentration with me. Um, but that only took me so far. Like I got, I got a lot better. I was able to uh, become a trainer and, and be functional again, but I kind of plateaued. It. And then at that point I had to, like Silvano said, reach out to other people. And, and one of my first steps was, was massage. And, and that started helping a lot. And then my massage therapist, Gabby here in Ampersand, she sent me to our nutritionist, Whitney, who uh, helped me lower the inflammation through my eating habits. And uh, that was a huge change. I mean, from the age of 22 up until not so recently or very recently, I, I didn't sleep more than three or four hours straight. And, you know, now that I've been gluten-free and, and doing a lot of other uh, dietary changes, like I'm getting full nights of sleep and, and my back is actually healing now because of it, where it never healed with three or four hours sleep. And uh, even still, like I have a lot of other people that I want to reach out to to continue getting myself uh, less and less pain as I go forward. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, so something was, Jesse yeah, just said just there, there for you guys listening, he sold a bunch of his stuff so he could spend a year working on his problem, learning, excelling, moving forward. That was probably a little bit of a step back for Jesse. Remember, sometimes you got to take a step back to take a leap forward. That's huge. That That's like cliff notes of today's talk, 100%. All right. So we're almost up to the end here. We've got about eight minutes left. We don't want to take it more than an hour, but I'm going to do something different here. I just thought of this while we were doing it, but something that would be cool to do with every one of my guests. So I want you to give 30 seconds your number one tip for someone to improve their life, their fitness, anything. But what is the 30 seconds of the most impactful thing that you can say to somebody. I'm going to let you guys think about it and I'm going to give mine first. All right. 30 seconds of the most impactful thing that you can give somebody that's listening. Okay. Right on the spot. I love it. Two years ago, I had $47,000 in debt, college loans, roof, all kinds of stuff, credit cards, uh, work that was done to the house, a a boiler, uh, water heater, yada, yada, yada. I literally had debt everywhere. I spent the last two years paying it off. I'm debt free. I've been debt free for a year. I am down to just my mortgage. My mortgage is the last thing I have and I'll have my mortgage paid off by the age of 37. So do not take on debt in any way, shape or form if you can prevent it. So plan now, whether it takes you a year, two years, five years, but plan now to get rid of the debt you have and never take it out again. Look into Dave Ramsey, look into Chris Hogan. Those guys will help get you where you want to go. It's a nice thing knowing you don't have to look at the menu anymore. You don't have to look at the prices. You can go in there and say, I'll have the steak and lobster. It's great. That's my 30 (laughs) seconds. That's great. I guess my 30 seconds would be um, what started all this was was meditation and uh, just sitting with yourself and your questions and actually giving it time and space to – to grow and, and to ask yourself, Hey, what is important to me? Um, what are some things that I can do to, to work on that? Because if they're just thoughts in your head and you're going about your life, normally, you're never going to dive deep into this. You've got to give it the time and space that it deserves and that it requires. And uh, meditation is a great way to be honest with yourself. There's no one else listening. You're not talking to anyone, you know, ego doesn't get typically involved as much. Um, so my 30 seconds is about meditation and self-exploration. Mine kind of is a little segue off of, off of Jesse's, um, building off of meditation. Um, 
my biggest thing to say, and this is something I'm actually currently working on now, and it's been life-changing, is so meditation is a form of, again, for me, is like to be able to ground yourself. So there's a lot of times in my life growing up, there's been a lot of different things going on, either whether it's family, whether it's life, whether it's school, business, where I just feel like I'm up here, like floating. Like I never feel like I have my feet on the ground. I don't feel like sometimes I don't feel like I have control of what's going on. Um, but being able to take that time, whether it is to meditate, take some time to work out on my own, just work on myself, sit down, write in a journal, do anything where you can take time with yourself and really just think about what is going on in my life. How many things am I doing because somebody told me to do it or like the perception of me doing something? Do I really want to do this? Like, you know, I'm so stuck in this position or like I'm upset about this certain aspect. What can I do about it? And what is actually stopping me? And most of the time it's yourself. Um, so being able to just ground yourself, whether it's meditation, whether it's working out, whether it's going for a walk, writing in a journal, find something that you enjoy, spend that time on yourself, really work through those issues, um, just to really have your feet on the ground and that you have a clear vision. That's perfect. Um, so in closing, do you guys have any holiday specials coming up? And also, where can they find you guys? What's your social media tags? Uh, where's Ampersand located? Um, give us all that good stuff. Ampersand is uh, 7 Bristol Court, uh, Reading. Or is it why I'm missing? Reading, we're Reading missing. Why I'm missing. Yeah, if you use it in GPS, it comes up the same. Uh, but we're right, uh, we're close to Tino's and we're close to Walmart and right on State Hill. You can't get here from State Hill. You got to come around the back entrance through Bristol Court. Um, but yeah, we're pretty centrally located. Yep. And then as far as social media goes, um, Instagram for Ampersand is Ampersand Well. And then on Facebook, you can just look up Ampersand Integrative Wellness. Um, website is ampersandintegrative.com. Um, myself personally on Instagram is Sarge Personal Training. Jesse's not on Instagram yet. We're working on it. Um, and again, on Facebook, if you look up our names, Stefano Sarge and Jesse Hershey, uh, we're there. Yeah. Um, you know, these guys got my vote of confidence. Uh, I've been working with these guys for the last six to eight years, I would say. Um, they're really good friends of mine. We like to hang out and sing karaoke and do things like that every now and then as well. Have a beer or a cider in Jesse's case. Uh, we just get together and have a good time. They get my stamp of approval. Um, www.formalfitnesstraining.com at formal fitness training on Instagram, facebook.com slash formal fitness training, Amazon perpetual improvement. My first book. I'm very book. proud of that. Great it can book. definitely help you out. Um, but yeah, it was a great time getting on here with you guys. Um, much love for you guys. And I look forward to our next encounter. Thank you so much, Mike. We really appreciate you doing this and, and getting us more exposure and, and uh, we love that you're all about collaboration, not competition. So thank you again so much. I couldn't have said any better myself. Absolutely. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Love you, man. See you, Mike. Bye. <laughs>